0: I decided I would use my new super kung fu powers to fight crime, so I became the best cop in the world. I became
1: the Powerful Nerdcast! Hello, my friends! We are back. I am
0: Corey, and joined with me is Christian.
1: Hello, Internets. We are back. Uh, So, we did not do a podcast last week, I want to just jump into that, but what we did do is we interviewed Doug Walker and uh, John, what's his name, from Honest Trailers. John Bailey. John Bailey. Mm -hmm. Super awesome guys. We had uh, media passes at Momocon 2015, Mm -hmm. and we got... Some access to some cool dudes. Mm-hmm. John Bailey was not planned at all. We were no. Moved.
0: Like, I, the funniest thing about John Bailey, and what was obviously, I think, the biggest surprise for me at MomoCon, because coolest thing about being a part of media and going to these conventions, one, we get to get in for free. That's just cool. We get to hang out with the fans, but we also have these things called media mixers, where we get to meet with all the other people who make videos and have yes. websites and stuff, yes. and just there to cover the convention. It allows us to meet them, swap cards, have a good time. We were just hanging out at this table with these nice people. Guy just walks up. He's like, "Hey, nice to meet you. My name's John." I'm like, "Hey, I'm Corey." And I like do like a double take. (laughs) He hands me his card, and I'm like, "Wait a minute." And then I look at his shirt, and he's wearing a shirt that says Honest Trailers. I'm just like, "You're the Honest Trailers guy." And he's like, "Yes, that's right."
1: You know, he starts like getting.
0: He gets right into it. He is so enthused about what he does, and that was so fun about uh, you know interviewing him because he was just he was a natural at that.
1: Yeah, you you know, know, I guess I didn't break it down for you, but uh, a lot of the people were telling me, "Hey, this guy's the big guy in the room right now," Mm -hmm. and. He had like, a little,
0: uh, I think, VIP sticker. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, that girl who was Phoenix, uh, mm-hmm. she uh, she told me about him, so I asked him to come over and surprise you, mm-hmm. and it totally blew your mind because yeah, you chance. knew who he was right away. Now, right? I'm
0: sitting there just drinking beer and stuffing <laughs> my face with food. Holy shit, all the trailers, man! <laughs> like,
1: it was fun, yeah. and and he sat down and did an interview with us mm-hmm. right off. You know, we just shot some questions at him and he mm-hmm. answered them. He loved it, and he was just a great sport. And then Doug Walker and his brother, mm-hmm. uh, Rob, Rob mm-hmm. that was great. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we caught them at the end of one of their panels mm-hmm. and just asked them when they were doing their media mm-hmm. tour. And he said, oh, we're doing it later in the day. So then we set up that. And I'm not trying to talk highly of ourselves, but we pretty much ran that interview. There was a few other dudes there, but we pretty much ran that shit. Yeah,
0: like, we we got the whole thing set up, and a few people just joined us. Uh, Had a few questions of their own as well. Yes, yes. Uh, But it was really cool just to, you know, because this is the second time that we've actually met Doug. uh, And a lot of people were, like, shocked. They're like, how did you meet the Nostalgia Critic? Uh, Nostalgia Critic Doug Walker is such a cool, down-to-earth guy, you know, like, his character that he plays, Nostalgia Critic, does not reflect who the real Doug is whatsoever. Literally,
1: the first time I met Doug last year at MomoCon, I was a little starstruck. Like, Mm -hmm. I could not talk to the guy. Couldn't Mm -hmm. handle it. This year, I was like, I'm not gonna let that happen, I'm Mm -hmm. gonna talk to him like a normal guy, and he was really easy to Mm -hmm. talk to. And he's really good at talking to people that aren't comfortable talking to him because he's Doug Walker. Yeah. Like, that's one of the best things about him, Mm -hmm. He really, like, he'll if you mess up, I remember at some of the panels, some of these people were so nervous and they'd ask like a question that was worded a little wrong, Mm -hmm. but instead of like make fun of them, he would just riff off the question they were trying to ask. Mm -hmm. You know, he's really good at not turning the audience against that person. You know, he's really good at crowd work too. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't see that him interacting with the fans in his videos but man mm-hmm. he's great at that too
0: yeah when when we actually went to uh, the Nostalgia Critic panel uh-huh. like they did a fantastic job with everyone there you know he he just he knows exactly what to say to the fans and just
1: he's probably answered yeah. all those questions a oh, thousand yeah. I mean, times but too. i mean
0: he's a class act guy but that that yeah. was like the difference between those two interviews like the reason i liked the John Bailey one so much is cuz uh and i think it felt more natural for me is because i'd never seen John Bailey like you know you you what know, he looks like. Yeah, you hear his voice. So it's just I was still like getting I was like getting over the fact that this guy does these voices, but when you hear them come out of his mouth, it's just it's insane. The guy does one of the best Christopher Walkins <laughs> yes, I've ever he does. seen. And it's not so much like the you know, just the standard, you know, hey, Christopher Walken, it's that final, like, come on, like, that come on that he does with Christopher Walken is so perfect, and I can just imagine this guy practicing this for hours in front of the mirror, but boy, does he got it pegged down, man. Yeah, he was
1: telling us how he'll uh come in and do taglines for uh movie trailers, like, let's say they need a little part redone, because, like, let's say the line was the actor says uh the movie trailer's going out, and then he's like, yeah, and... That shit's for real. But then they decide they don't want to use shit. So he'll come in and redub that person's voice. And they don't want you to come in and do a fake version of that person. Mm -hmm. Like he was saying with Arnold. He's done Arnold a few times. It's not Mm -hmm. like everyone can do that. You have to be the actual person. And he says, like, that's where the difference is between being a professional voice actor and just being some imitator, Mm -hmm. you know. And he has it down, and he's yeah. professional. He oh, is yeah. a professional voice actor. So, and you see the difference because, mm-hmm. like you said, as Christopher Walken was fucking spot on. Mm-hmm. We just threw it like literally at him. We were like, "What were your favorite uh, voices?" He's like Optimus Prime and Christopher Walken. We're like. Okay, well, let's do uh, Optimus Prime and Christopher Walken leaving a party. He's like, "Oh, uh, okay, I got it." And he just riffed those lines. Mm-hmm. That that that's like my favorite part of that. Yeah, interview. It was
0: great. I love that interview too because uh, there are a few people left in the room, and they just we couldn't keep ourselves from laughing. Oh yeah, you, know, there's, you can there's hear us few, in the back. Yeah, there's a few parts in that video where we do just end up cracking up. You know, really just a really great guy, class act. He was really really fun. Um, oh yeah. And, and we met so many other people. I got to meet one of the key writers from one of my uh, favorite cartoons as a kid, Gargoyles. Yeah. yeah I thought he that was there. really awesome. Yeah. I yeah. was like, God, this is such an amazing convention.
1: They just uh, released a death battle of uh, a Beast versus the Head Gargoyle from Gargoyles. Really? Yeah, Wait,
0: when you say Beast, uh, you mean X Men Beast or Beast from Beauty and the Beast?
1: I mean X Men Beast.
0: X Men beast. beast. Okay, so Blue yeah. Beast versus Goliath.
1: Goliath would destroy yeah. him. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, yes, no yes. way. Goliath
0: <laughs> wouldn't just. Goliath was voiced by Keith David. Oh really? Yeah, you know. Uh, I don't know who that is. Um, I'm trying to see. He did the uh, the voice of the Arbiter, I believe, oh, from Halo. Okay. And he used to do the army commercials, but he's been in a lot of other movies. Like he was in uh, John Carpenter's version of the Thing from the 1980s with Kurt Russell. Yeah. Um, and just he's just got such a good commanding voice for yeah, that character.
1: Very good military voice. I, mm-hmm. I think I remember those army commercials that mm-hmm. he used to do. And yeah, but overall, we had an awesome time at Momocon. Yeah, it was great. And also, though, but momo did get a lot of negative press. Yeah. I kind of um, want to address we're, that, We're not too. going
0: to be the authorities on this. Because um,
1: we didn't experience exactly. it.
0: Exactly. There was this one uh, famous cosplayer, and by famous, I mean she's kind of like a C-list uh, internet celebrity. Well, like let's us. just be
1: honest. She's <laughs> she's a hot chick that likes dressing up for attention, yeah. and she's gotten good at it.
0: Yeah, really good. I've looked at, you know, it's funny because a lot of the controversy uh, behind this girl, I believe her name is Luna Laney. Um, is the fact that her costume didn't meet the uh, regulations of Momocon. Like they, she was showing off way too much skin.
1: Let's, let's just say, conventions have different standards. Mm-hmm. Some of them are family-friendly, and some of them are whatever you want, yeah. as long as you're not breaking the law. Yeah. This was family-friendly. This is a family-friendly one. Dragon Con is literally like, as long as you cover up your nipples, you're good. It's good. But, you know, being family-friendly, she was breaking the rules.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She's pretty much wearing... A shirt that ended, like, right here. Mm, she looked like a, some
0: sort of, like, super cop. You
1: with You know, boobs. With, like,
0: barely anything. <laughs> like, seriously, like, that's... When I see her cosplay, it's, like, the only thing my eyes are drawn to. And it's impossible not to because there's so much emphasis on them being pushed up in, in your face. Now, a lot of the controversy uh, behind Luna is that she went to the convention... Everything was fine, and they told her to remove her costume. She got to meet with one of the higher ups of MomoCon, and they said, No, nope, everything's fine. When she was going over, I believe, to another building, which I believe was the, uh, the Omni, which was across the street, mm-hmm. uh, the security there is what actually stopped her, and then they asked her to leave. And then she decided to put up a message on her Twitter and Facebook.
1: She decided to throw a hissy fit.
0: Basically, yeah, and it just sort of destroyed the reputation of Momocon, you know, ever since, and you know, when, when there's a big celebrity like that or C-list celebrity like that, you know, they have a lot celebrity of celebrities
1: within the community, because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to degrade her by calling her a C-list a by celebrity. By no means, you know, yeah.
0: I, like, I think we're C-list internet celebrities, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I don't totally want to be more famous that. than
1: this. <laughs> I don't want to be more famous. Well, yeah, but
0: uh, she, she decided to go up on her Facebook and cause she all this a controversy.
1: She made a video about how... Momocon 2015 bad experience. I mm-hmm. think you can like Google. She even
0: it. claimed that she was uh, sexually harassed at the event, which uh, that's not to be taken lightly. If that did happen, I feel for her. That's absolutely a terrible thing to happen to her. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't there. I really don't know what went down during that situation. But well, the problem is now, like her followers, which apparently there's a lot of them, you know, and that stuff spreads fast. They're already just like ban Momocon. We're done with Momocon. You know, it's just it's a, it's a terrible sexist event, and it. From my experience there, it wasn't that at all. It was nothing but
1: friendly people. You're saying no one touched your ass, Corey?
0: Not not at the convention. Uh,
1: Um. So, yeah, but here's the thing. You know, uh, like you said, (laughs) did you just fucking wink? Uh, uh, The thing is, I don't take it lightly either, the Mm -hmm. idea of someone sexually harassing someone at those cons. But Mm -hmm. first of all, I think that those people that do that are, first of all, trash. But second of all, if you're going to a family-friendly con, it's not she's dressing that way so she's asking for it Mm -hmm. but i mean like you really gotta try to mimic your environment a little bit and if Mm -hmm. you're the sexiest biggest boob bitch in the room you're gonna get the most male attention Mm -hmm. and male attention comes in a lot of different forms
0: and you're gonna get a lot of male attention at an anime convention you know what i'm saying a lot of these i'd say 70 percent of the males in that building probably haven't even seen a female figure before so seeing her walk-in must have really just set off their radars
1: yeah and they're, they don't know how to handle themselves, maybe, you know, and who knows? I, I just feel like, you know... Shame on her for uh, doing so much uh, negative publicity mm-hmm. for Momocon. Like she,
0: I think she could have handled that in a much better way. But again, if, if something really did ba- uh, bad happen to her, I, I'm really sorry it did. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's such a, it's such no a great get... uh, event, especially for the city of Atlanta. It's slowly becoming one of the biggest conventions. It's, and, uh, it's
1: my second favorite. Mm-hmm. DragonCon, Momocon, and then AWA. And I
0: never expected that. I always figured AWA, Anime Week in Atlanta, was always going to be like my favorite. But, you know, DragonCon, nothing touches DragonCon.
1: I think the only thing that gets close to it is like, San Francisco's, what is that, Comic-Con?
0: Comic-Con, which I've never even been to yet. But a lot of people say that's, like, just standing in line
1: a lot. That's what I've heard. I've heard Dragon Con's actually better because it's not as crowded. Mm -hmm. And so. But, man, if you're literally going to go as Big Boob Pikachu to these things, like, Mm -hmm. what kind of, what message are you sending out?
0: And, I mean, mean, what do you want people (laughs) to think, you know? I mean, clearly, if you're going to dress as a Pikachu wearing a top and a skirt and that's all... It's like, you want people to think you're sexy. You yeah. want them to ogle you a little bit. That's the whole point of that. Because
1: I've seen amazing cosplays mm-hmm. that are done by females and off the female form, but aren't sexual necessarily so you know she's choosing to go that route Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and then when she gets the attack i don't know what i'm saying i don't know (laughs) what's right and wrong there's a Mm -hmm. lot of gray area in that situation and i'm not going to decide what's Mm -hmm. right and wrong guys and the
0: fact of the matter is you know uh even if she did follow policy which according uh to her costume she did technically follow the policy if the organization says that it doesn't it doesn't because there's gray
1: area Mm -hmm. and they made the call on site and Mm -hmm. she didn't like it yeah and it's a shame she had to drag me. Mm-hmm. I really hope it's
0: not going to have like a big negative effect next year.
1: Whatever. You know, I'm not. If going anything, if anything,
0: uh, they're probably going to be a little more, uh, you know, restrictive on the rules. You know? Yep.
1: You Which, know, I remember back in the day when we first started uh, doing um, like AWA. What was mm-hmm. that? Like 2004, like way back when
0: uh, it was a little farther than that. But yeah, in that in that ballpark, uh, 2007, six in that area.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. Whenever uh, we were doing that, I remember the big controversy was weapons. Yeah, like they didn't know how to define people's fake weapons, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of changed. Now they have systems like they put tape or something, or they mm-hmm. put or like sometimes
0: a, they put like a little uh, like sash or something. Yeah, they
1: there. put something on there to indicate this is not mm-hmm. a real metal weapon. You know, funny
0: story, um, a couple years ago, and this is <laughs> I can't believe I'm bringing this up again. It's the only One Piece character I've ever cosplayed as, and of all the characters from One Piece, it was Usopp. Because I, I was obsessed with the character. I thought it was really funny. And uh, I actually had the big Kabuto weapon, the, uh-huh. uh, the big green uh, slingshot. And uh, they actually tagged that in, like, three different places. Yeah, and yeah. It was, like, the most fragile. Like, you couldn't hurt anything with this weapon. So it just shows, you know, they get really into it. You know, uh, my good friend uh, Ben, he's really into uh, making really, like, high-quality cosplay weapons. And he went as uh, Zoro a number of times from One Piece. And uh, the swords that he creates just from wood look realistic after he paints them and everything. He even makes like the sheaths for them, like out of wood that fit perfectly. Like that's his thing. And I remember like the minute he walked into the building, he immediately got bum rushed by the security and they had to like tag every single one of his weapons, which the negative to that is like whenever he does a pose or something, you got those tags all over the place. It just doesn't look as cool.
1: It doesn't look as cool, but at the same time it's a good safety measure because you can't have someone walking around with real katanas. Mm -hmm. And the very first year we went there, They didn't do that. So there were people walking around with real katanas.
0: Although I remember you tried to go as Kratos, the god of war, and they wouldn't let you go without a shirt.
1: Yeah, so I put on a Hawaiian shirt with no sleeves. And I was Hawaiian Kratos because mm-hmm. I was like, whatever. I'm still, yeah, it. whatever. I shaved yeah. my head. Yeah, the and blades everything. of
0: chaos, and it, just, it was, it was Kratos on vacation. And even uh, remember our good friend Cody. Yes, uh, hard gay.
1: Oh, this is, is you, a video yeah. you can
0: probably still look oh up. Oh my too, god, let me see really if I can awesome. look up the title of that. Um, real but hardgay gay is uh, this character from Japan, this uh, super. Super blatantly gay character who kind of looks kind of like, I guess... a uh,
1: He's like a wrestler, though. It's yeah, like Hulk he? Hogan's Japanese gay wrestler.
0: <laughs> Basically, yeah. He's got like the chain collar and, yeah. you know, all leather and everything. and
1: Okay, here it is. AWA Hard Gay 06. You can look up that video. This is
0: a video of us before we even got close to doing the super commie stuff. If you just want to see us... Regularly hanging out like in an anime setting. And, and it's funny thing about that, we just made this to make this.
1: Yeah, we were just dicking around making it. Yeah, videos. like we
0: we didn't have any intention of doing anything big with that. But I'm glad that that video is still there and oh just my God. the hilarity of when he walked into that building and just threw his crotch out and just yelled <laughs> just the whole building stopped for a second turn and it was just it was crazy. And it didn't take thirty minutes before they kicked them out. That
1: video has over ten thousand views. Yeah, Way that's back right. In the day, yeah. Forty-three I mean, up, five we, down.
0: We need to take that back. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> what, well, you don't want Hard Gay on our channel? Nah, I'm
1: good. That's it, such a funny video. It's 4x3, too. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's back in the day. We recorded things in 4x3. Wow. So anyway, AWA, or not AWA, sorry, Momo-Con. I got that. Momocon. Momocon 2015, awesome. Highly mm-hmm. recommend you guys go to anime conventions. Mm-hmm. There's just so uh, much to
0: do. Lots it, of cool friends it's to It's like
1: an endurance race in some ways because you have to endure being around all these people mm-hmm. and you have to walk a lot so you get tired but at the same time you're surrounded by things you like and it's like this this like it, it's like the nerd equivalent to hell week that the navy seals go through mm-hmm. but it's fun yeah
0: <laughs> it's awesome like you know i already met a few people that uh are probably going to try to be on our podcast show mm-hmm. and everything and they were great guys like i remember i went on sunday and we just we shot the shit about gundam for like an hour and a half just sat down had some food and just relaxed. Like. Yeah. I remember
1: I was talking to those guys for a while about like business stuff and how they want to grow their platforms. Cause that's kind of like what I'm into. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you and them started talking nerdy and I, uh, you were so nerdy. I kind of zoned out and oh, took yeah. a nap in the corner and mm-hmm. then woke up an hour later and you guys were done talking. Yeah, I mean, when a,
0: cute, <laughs> when a cute girl comes over to you and starts talking about anime, you know, you, you got to keep talking back.
1: You're like, Oh, like, this ah, is, yeah. this is rare. <laughs> 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 yes. Let's continue this conversation. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> here's, Here's a girl that's actually uh, uh, vertically challenged. Who's who's uh, uh, doing e- an Ewok? But that's, oh, that's not adorable. Super, that's not super sexualized. No, though. it's
0: not at all. It it just and it's just it's cute. It, it's it's y and uh, compared to what Luna was doing, you know, night and day.
1: Night and day different. You know, like yeah. I said, it
0: literally pushes them up into your face. She had
1: to, like, struggle for air. Mm-hmm. Those bitches. And, and, I lo- and, like,
0: <laughs> and like I said, I looked at some of her old cosplay. It's all that. It's all just barely wearing anything. And just look at my boobs. You know, just justify my existence,
1: please. <laughs> please you know? pay attention to me. When she
0: watches this, she's going to be pissed. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sure you are a good cosplayer, but I mean, you know.
1: Probably a horrible
0: person, though. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably, uh,
0: but that was Momocon. It was fun. Uh, you know what's not horrible? What is not horrible it is the best movie of the summer. Which uh, is not Ex Machina. Okay, it's not The Avengers: Age of Ultron, and it's definitely nothing else that's coming out. And it's how much kung did Kuri. it cost?
1: How much did it cost to watch?
0: Uh,
1: it's nothing. free. It's free.
0: It's on YouTube, and it's kung. Fury.
1: Check this out immediately, guys.
0: Oh, my God. This movie is so much fun. And how long ago was it that you showed me the uh, trailer I don't remember. This?
1: I know pretty much as soon as the trailer came out, I was mm-hmm. on top of it. But uh, you can even, if you want to get like a precursor to what this movie is before you try to sit down and watch all 30 minutes of it, mm-hmm. watch the trailer. And it's Kung Fury. Uh, and I don't know. Let me see. Um, it came out. That can't be right. The original trailer probably came out a long time ago. They're re-releasing trailers, mm-hmm. um, but I see a year ago the trailer mm-hmm. came out. And what happened was this movie was crowdfunded on mm-hmm. um, either Kickstarter or Indiegogo. I forget mm-hmm. which one. They are kind of the same thing. And the thing earned like a ton of money, like mm-hmm. over half a million dollars. And this thing is full of special effects, so I'm sure it took all that money to make it. Mm-hmm. And they even got Dave Hasselhoff to make the music video for it. Mm-hmm. The The trailer's amazing. And literally something Action oriented happens in that movie every like three minutes. Mm-hmm.
0: And the funny thing is it's not only funny, but there are also moments where I was like, okay, that is kind of badass." In yeah. Some
1: yeah. It's so but good. It's, a,
0: it's an extreme uh, tongue in cheek parody of 1980s movies. I like to say it's more eighties than even an eighties movie is. It's just it's so, so extreme. And it's all about this one cop who gains these Kung Fu superpowers. And <laughs> he ends up having to go back in time to stop Hitler from taking over the world with his evil arcade machine robots and his, Kung Fu Power.
1: It's he's he's not the he's not the Fuhrer. He's dude, the Kung Fu. The Kung
0: Fu. <laughs> the whole movie's fantastic, and it's not just uh, the emulation of like 80s style. It's just like the, the soundtrack. The soundtrack. Oh my, oh my god, god. the about... soundtrack is so good.
1: Yeah, it's really good. You
0: know, it's 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 one of the few times like as soon as I like finished watching it, I looked it up and I like listened to the whole thing. the The soundtrack is longer than the movie, dude. It's like forty six minutes long. Wow, it beats it out by about fifteen minutes, and it. The thing I love most about it the soundtrack is it's distinctive. It gets stuck in your head and it's the type of thing you'll remember and it it makes me look down on all these other modern movies that have just such stock music for their movies like do you even remember a single music track from the Avengers or like a theme that gets in your head at all? None. But you remember the Jurassic Park theme. You remember the theme to Back to the Future. You're going to remember Kung Furies.
1: Yeah. uh, Scoring uh, is kind of what they call it when you're making music for a movie. Mm -hmm. Like, the score of a movie is so important. Like... Uh, I kind of I remember what the soundtrack of like Pacific Rim was. That mm-hmm. always seemed really interesting to me. I basically just
0: remember the main theme from The that main
1: one. theme, yeah. That's probably a good way to put it. I, I always, It I was that
0: scene, I think, where the uh, the robots went out for the very first time. Into the, into water, the water, yeah. Into the water.
1: Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun.
0: And then it picks up, and it's just... I, you know that's really important to the identity and the atmosphere of a movie.
1: Yeah, and this one takes it to level ten, though.
0: I mean, like, <laughs> what I loved about it too, when we were watching it, um, like the first five minutes, like I had to pause it at one point. Because I was laughing so hard, like I couldn't see and I couldn't breathe.
1: Yeah, he had kind of forgotten about it because it had been a while. since I was, I was like, did you know Kung Fury came out? And you're like, what? What? Like, Wait a minute. You remember that trailer? You're mm. like, they made that new movie? Because we just thought that trailer was just going to come out and disappear and just mm-hmm. be some amazing piece of Internet history. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, they raised like, I got to look up how much they raised. Mm.
0: They but did a fantastic job with it, too. And it is know, polished as hell. And I mean, they got some big people on board, too. And uh, I believe the guy who made it, I believe he's a uh, Swedish. And uh-huh. uh, so, and everybody else that's in the movie, aside from like Hasselhoff and everything, they're all just like his close friends. Like uh, there's the character of Barbariana, the uh, the uh, barbarian Viking chick who rides on the giant wolf. That's like the director and writer's girlfriend, and they just put her in costume and stuff. Okay, so
1: they raised six hundred and thirty thousand dollars to mm-hmm. make this, yeah. and I guarantee you they used every penny of it. They
0: had to because those effects were really good. You know, it it was not like, you know, I believe. That's Kung Fury and a Viking riding on a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> but, like, it looked good enough. It looked better than the shit you see on Sci-Fi Channel.
1: I think it looked just as good as some movies. Yeah. You know, it's not... It, but it's corny because it wants to be. Mm-hmm. I bet It's very it could, self-aware. Beyond self-aware. Yeah, I bet it could be even better looking if it wasn't still trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. But there's also things that just look, like, ridiculous. Like, when Kung Fury's fighting all the Nazis. Mm-hmm. He does it like backwards uh, bicycle mm-hmm. kick and like f- that's, that's not real. You can't yeah. physically do that, but it still looks real enough.
0: Mm-hmm. And that whole scene is really well done, too, because it's like I don't, I don't want to say it's one continuous shot. There's probably a few cuts in there, um, but it's just like a whole like side scrolling shot, kind of like an old video game of just seeing this badass kung fu cop. just beating the crap <laughs> out of these gas mask Nazis. And of course what's some of your,
1: your favorite lines, you know, whenever he's talking to the commissioner and he's like, you know, I'm the only one that could have taken out that you know, that arcade machine. <laughs> yeah, just,
0: I love that one. I love all the puns that he makes. Cause they're so stupid. Like there's a scene where he's fighting against the Nazis and he rips his head off and his spine. <laughs> and he said, he's like uh, something about like, uh, you don't need your spine. It's holding you back. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, that's so good. There's a scene where these two Nazis are arguing about their mustaches and which one is the right one. And then suddenly Kung Fury's right next to them with a big tank that he picks up and just slams down on top of him. And he's all like, thank you (laughs) or like the knock knock who's there knock cool and then he punches (laughs) it's so clever and ridiculous the costumes are great my favorite sequences though are the most like subtle which are all just the random shots of like the city at night like it gives off that huge Miami Vice vibe it has
1: the uh, yeah the uh, uh, what was that GTA game that took place Uh, Vice City it has a very Vice City sort of feel Mm -hmm. you know but that was again in the 80s so -hmm. that makes sense yeah, but those like pine—not pine trees, uh, palm trees—you know mm-hmm. and the fluorescent buildings you know, behind. Boats you.
0: going across the water. Just, <laughs> something about that, like, really was funny to me, and I couldn't put my finger on it. Like that opening five minutes, like I like had to pause the video. It was yeah. that funny. Not to the part that made me pause was when they introduced the character of Triceratop, because I was like, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a character in this movie who's half human. Half Triceratops and his name is Triceracop and he's barely in the movie at all. He's like the new partner of Kung Fury. That's yeah. but he works
1: at, alone. Yeah,
0: he works. It, it, <laughs> it kind of plays on that whole like the the hardened cop who doesn't want a partner thing. But yeah. they don't really bring that up until the very end of the movie, where you have Kung Fury, Fury who's fighting against the Kung Fury and his giant army of Nazis, and then suddenly they're joined by Vikings, a Tyrannosaurus Rex, his buddy Hackerman who transforms into a robot, and yes. then of course you have Thor of Asgard. Yes. who if you thought Thor from the the avengers was awesome this guy's <laughs> freaking great it's just this giant jacked dude who like What I think I love most about it is because they're like, we just want you to constantly flex the entire time. Like his pecs are constantly moving and he's always like just constantly like kissing his biceps and stuff. (laughs) It's really funny. Just oh, so ridiculous. It's,
1: it's, uh, it's, it's hard to watch, but in a good way,
0: (laughs) Mm, it's weird because like I watched it with you and I was done. I'm like, all right, that was pretty good. I really liked it. I got some great laughs out of it. I'll probably never watch it again. Last night I got home from work, uh, got on the computer. I was like, I want to look at a clip real quick. Watch the whole thing again. And I didn't even (laughs) intend to. It was just like, haha. <laughs> and then I just sat back and just kept watching the whole thing again. It, it's just it's clever just as shit. It's
1: sh- so polished. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. I think Corey does too. Go watch Kung Fury. If
0: I can purchase the soundtrack, I'll buy it.
1: Yeah, like, put that that shit on iTunes. Mm -hmm. I'll buy it. I
0: mean, they did put it up on YouTube, so that's, like, the next best thing. But, yeah, I'd totally download it or buy it. Just, ugh, it's so good. It is good. I love it. And what I loved about it, too, is uh, as soon as it was done, the first thing I did was I looked up some, uh, like, synth 80s, like, just instrumentals only. 90% of the videos, top 10 comments, all about Kung Fury that movie has reinvigorated the love of <laughs> 80s synth pop in the in the, the instrumental music. And I think that's great because it's cheesy. It's really cheesy. But because I grew up in that era and I was sort of used to it, like, I really like it. I, I can't explain it. And it's really weird when I tell people, like, I like that type of music. because like, this is so crappy. But I and love it. And everyone
1: makes fun of the 80s for the music mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But, I mean, if it were
0: up to me, I would have been born in 1970. So that way I could have experienced mm-hmm. 10 through 20 all the way through the 80s. I think that would have been so nice.
1: Yeah, but with no internet and shit, fuck that.
0: Fuck the internet. I don't <laughs> need the internet. I got the freaking 80s, man. No, you That's
1: need the all internet. You need. No, it's so no, amazing. No. So
0: check out Kung Fury, um you can just literally go to YouTube, type it in, it'll be the first thing that pops up.
1: So one of the other badass things that came out this week was this episode, the latest episode of Game of Thrones. Yes. Oh, dude. Oh so my what is the joke of Game of Thrones? It is that there's never actually any zombies or dragons. Mm-hmm. And that they talk about them a lot and it's it's like practically a show that's supposed to be about zombies the white walkers and the whites and then the the dragon, but then there's never any, but at the end of the last season or not in the, the last season, the end of the last episode, I think there's two episodes left. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty much Jon Snow versus the white walkers and the wildlings. You know, Jon Snow went and teamed up with the wildlings and uh, then they fight the white walkers. And the biggest revelation is that it looks like Jon Snow's sword is actually Valerian steel, mm-hmm. which seems to be, it,
0: what's the name of the sword isn't long claw, long
1: or something like that. I have to look up who gave it to him. I think it was his dad that mm. gave it to him. And uh, obviously Jon Snow's like a very good fighter because he Mm -hmm. had Stark. The Stark family taught him how to fight and everything. Mm -hmm. Man, there's so many characters in that show. Like even trying to talk about Game of Thrones is like daunting in some Mm -hmm. ways. Because like, oh, and then there's, it's a lot like Lord of the Rings. You can talk about what we're seeing now, but then you can go back like up to three generations because there's history in other books that explains how the families came to power. Mm -hmm. And and, Game of Thrones is like, its own little thing you know mm-hmm. i can't even get into it in that way but you saw the final battle what'd you think of it
0: oh i loved it it, it was yeah. uh they clearly poured so much of their budget into that final scene it oh, yeah. looked like a big budget hollywood movie especially the scene where all the zombies came crashing through into the wall and then jumping over and just destroying everyone just so unapologetically violent and so crazy and it's so disturbing you know the white walkers themselves i think are probably even more exciting than any of the dragons that i've seen in the show but that's because they're basically they're necromancers like their whole thing is that they kill people and then they immediately bring them back to the life and then uh, bring them into their army and that was i think to me the most effective scene of the episode aside from just the ridiculous action was that final shot where john is on the boat and they're slowly going away and then uh, i think he's called the knights king or the night king
1: the night king I think. yeah, yeah let me he comes up out.
0: and uh, then he just raises his arms, and then everybody that they just murdered just comes back to life as zombies and just stares directly at them. As, there's there's no dialogue. It's all quiet. It's so atmospheric and ominous. I loved it. That might be my favorite scene from all of Game of Thrones.
1: It, he's, that final he's called scene. the Night's King.
0: Yeah, yes. so awesome. And uh, there was He doesn't a, even have any lines. No, th- th- <laughs> I don't think any walker has ever spoken.
1: No, I, I don't think... No, they even shriek. I don't mm-hmm. even think they shriek they or anything. Even
0: do it. Like that one guy who came in and uh, fought against uh, Snow and then, uh, you know, he was defeated by him. That scene was also really good. Just the shocking moment, like when he swings that and then he just stops it. Boom. Yeah. And they're both like, oh, crap. And he just <laughs> deflects it back and boom, shatters him into ice. Yeah. That's just so crazy. That also shows they are going to be able to at least stand something of a chance against them. Well, in the
1: past, they beat them. Uh, mm-hmm. Before that's why they built the wall because mm-hmm. they had a battle with them they beat them back and then they built the wall. Mm-hmm. The wildlings say it was because of them, but I think it was actually because of the White Walkers mm-hmm. and the Whites. And that's what they call the zombies, Whites. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I think you said this to me once we were talking about this uh, before we started recording. It's like the zombies will fight until there's nothing but bones. You mm-hmm. know, like they're very that,
0: something about that was really creepy to me. Yeah, because uh, you know a lot of times you see zombie movies, uh, it's when they become a skeleton, they can't like do anything
1: because they physically have no muscles. Yeah. But anymore. in this
0: show, like it's even, when, even when they're, they're skeletons, like the magic controls them in a way that like, they're going to crash through walls and they're just so terrifying. Like if you shoot a skeleton in the skull with an arrow, it's not going to do anything. It's no. just going to keep coming at you. And that's just so you disturbing. You pretty much have to cut his head um, off. Who is that one character? Who's that big giant guy?
1: Uh, I don't know. He's just a giant. He's one of the giants.
0: Okay. Like I, I, cause you know, I haven't caught up entirely with game of thrones, but I don't mind spoilers. Uh, while watching that scene, that one guy who came out of the hut and just started stomping on them and then picking up the log and smacking them. Like, who's that guy? Let's get like 10 more of these guys in here and just like start messing all these guys up. That'd be great.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the giants are actually, uh, uh, a a race that's almost wiped out. They Mm -hmm. seem to be a very uh, thinly Mm -hmm. available race to the, um, to the, uh, I guess, the, like, you want to call them the allies? There's no allies in Game of Thrones. There's just a bunch of different factions. There's
0: like, there, I mean, you, you could say, I don't even say there's good and evil. You know, it, it's kind of black. Everyone's and,
1: just working to become powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of what they're all Some chasing.
0: Some of them go a little extreme than others, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. And one of the things I've really liked about this season is that the uh, Queen, Cersei, is that her name? or The, the Queen that's at King's Landing.
0: Ugh, dude, you're asking the wrong. Dude. Yeah,
1: I know. See, I fucking need to learn all these names before I try to talk about Game you're the, Thrones. you're the got guy. Yeah. I, I love watching it. I just, I can't learn everyone's name. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this shit's deep. There's so many characters, in this but thing. yeah, you haven't, you haven't really seen how, uh, uh, the queen there helped this religious faction come into power. And then they kind of turned on her because, you know, she fucking fucking her brother and doing all this dark shit. Oh, yeah. They're like, look, you're going to jail too. Cause she was just going to get the new queen that had just married her son. Uh, taken away because her uh, brother is gay and that's like against the church rules, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and anyway kind of shows you that even back in the day, they had to watch out for religion taking back over. Back in the
0: day with dragons and zombies Well, and you know, it's like
1: medieval times. It's kind of, you know, back in the day-ish. <laughs> but yeah, Game of Thrones is awesome. If you haven't seen the last two episodes coming up, you probably won't know what the fuck is going on, but I highly recommend you watch the last two episodes. I mean, that'll
0: get you into the show, if anything. Yeah,
1: it'll make you want to re-watch all, like, what season are we on, five? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, me either. Wow. There's just a ton of them ton of them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so Game of Thrones, awesome.
0: Awesome indeed. All right, sir, let's go ahead and talk about this week's manga chapters, which for a lot of people uh, were not that exciting. Let's go ahead and talk about One Piece because this is a chapter which, you know, we reviewed it and we liked it. I still uh, stand firm that I liked it a lot. You know, I thought it was a really great setup chapter. It was finally the return of Luffy getting ready to fight against Doflamingo and deflecting the attack from Rebecca, who's been controlled by Doflamingo as well. Just I loved everything about it. And I don't know why people are uh, complaining about it so much. It's not like it was bleach bad or anything.
1: Here's the thing. I stand by that. I like this chapter, too. That came Mm -hmm. out this week. I forget the number. 789. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the reason I stand by it is because the (coughs) buildup progressed a little bit. Excuse me. And with that in mind, it's still really fun. Maybe it did trick me into seeing the same stuff kind of twice, Mm -hmm. you know, besides the Violet stuff and the Mm -hmm. Rebecca stuff. But one, Luffy got back up and is now in the fight. And uh it, I don't mind. I was excited about everything mm-hmm. that happened in this chapter. So I
0: especially loved the, how Gots returned and started like announcing everything about him and everybody just was completely turned their attention to Gots and they're just like, oh man, Luffy's about to come back. We just got to push just a little longer uh, yeah. and he's finally going to defeat him. And uh this, this might be something that works better in the anime version when they eventually uh-huh. do get to it, but we're just going to have to wait and see. But I thought it was handled really well here and just I'm so excited for that final battle.
1: Yeah, just, absolutely. Oh, it's be Another so great example of... uh looking better in the uh, anime is today when Obito uh, uh, turned on Madara mm-hmm. and you saw him like pull some of the, uh, the uh, beast chakra out of that big it's ball. The, it's the so-
0: singular reason to check <laughs> out this week's episode the of the singular Shibuya. moment. <laughs> and
1: yeah. then the flashbacks happen and you can just turn it mm-hmm. off and we'll Which, tell you, you know, we I,
0: I went into that review knowing that it wasn't going to be the best episode. And I know that not everybody was going to agree with me. And a lot of people don't, um, a lot of people wanted to see the flashbacks of Obito's grandmother and all those things that we have never seen before. But I've said it before, I'll say it again. These are all events which have been implied or something that we really just don't need to know to move the story along. And it surprises me that they're adding so many flashback scenes because the filler is done. The manga is done. We need to start moving more towards the story. There is absolutely no reason to pad this out any longer. And that's not to say that during this arc there weren't any flashbacks. In fact, the episode that they did today, there was a flashback sequence but they didn't even use it yet they're going to be saving it for next week's episode so it's just like wow they could have just totally included that in this one right here and we could have immediately gotten right back to the action in the next episode but now we're going to have to wait another week we got
1: no choice yeah i'm sort of uh uh whatever and then fucking one piece is on break next week
0: yeah every single time something cool is about to happen we're (laughs) on break and i don't know if it's because there's something scheduled in Japan, maybe Oda just decides he wants a little bit of a vacation. Maybe he's sick. I think really he wants more time
1: to draw panels.
0: I think that's what he wants to do too. Because I don't think anything's bad. Because as exactly. much as we want to believe that a lot of these chapters are like done weeks and months in advance, they're really not. A lot of these things are like South Park episodes where they probably work on them to the last second
1: story is outlined a mm-hmm. month or two in advance. But I don't think the artwork that artwork is done. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, so we've decided. We've, we've seen the story progress, and now we're here. How much can we fit in here? Okay, now it's trying to decide how to visually represent this. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe we're completely wrong. Mm-hmm. We literally don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's the thing about waiting for these things. You're we just, don't You're know. always like waiting on the edge of your seat for the next chapter.
1: I don't know, Oda. He hasn't returned our emails. No. You know, fucking guy won't. And the ones
0: he does return, we, we can't understand them. They're in Japanese. <laughs> I mean, seriously, uh, uh, do you think that uh, the final panel of One Piece this week, they had that one line, which might have been a mistranslation, which is the last Kong, it might be referring to the last Kong punch that Luffy's going to do, do you think he only has one more technique left in him, or do you think they're going to, you know, go around? Y-
1: you mean, does he have one more punch or kick to yeah, defeat like, Go like one
0: more big attack, or do you think maybe a couple more chapters of straight up good fighting, which I, is what I want to happen.
1: Yeah, they need to go all out now, mm-hmm. there's no more... Like, Doflamingo is a master of using people against each other. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's not going to happen anymore because Luffy's just not going to let him uh, get in the way of bothering, you know, with other people now because he's going to be in Doflamingo's face. Mm-hmm. So I just think that they got to have just a knockdown brawl for at least three chapters. Mm-hmm. Right? Something. To, to be
0: satisfied. If yeah. he just
1: goes pow man again and goes boom and just punches him and wins.
0: I'll be a little disappointed. It depends on how it looks and, like, the effect and what it does. Like, I'm still thinking Luffy's going to end up punching him like directly into the birdcage and he's going to get tangled up in it somehow. And that'll like end up destroying both him and the birdcage at the same time. But I mean, who knows for all we know, Luffy has another technique that we don't even know about, which I still think would be a nice surprise. And I'm com- kind of hoping Doflamingo does the same thing as well.
1: Yeah. I'm sure Doflamingo has some more techniques. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's something going on there that, that and
0: we'll uh, someone left a comment that I thought was kind of interesting last uh-huh. week. Um, you know how they had uh, princess Mancherry who's flying around the kingdom and using her tier D lions to uh, heal everybody. Uh, someone left this great comment saying, uh, "But what about the Don Quixote family? Are they going to be healed by the Tiryd Lions?
1: No, but they were in that they were in that building and they all got stitched together. They're not. Out Is that behind. what happened? Yeah, don't you remember? I
0: completely forgot about that. That's what Leo did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that. he used his weird stitchy power. Okay, so I guess that's not going to happen. He's
1: like the '80s Naruto's character that had the stitch sword. There we do you go. Remember? Do you yeah. Remember that guy? The <laughs> yes. One, the one seven swordsman of the mist. We wanted to actually see do something.
0: Mm-hmm. They could have done more with him too. They they gave a a few of those swordsmen their very own episodes.
1: A few, yeah, not all of them.
0: Which you know I do appreciate. You know those fillers were good. I liked those fillers. I enjoyed watching all those, especially early on in the war. But yeah, the ones we just got done with and the stuff they included in this week's episode, no, thank you. I literally,
1: like, would sit next to you and watch those episodes and then be like, I'm not getting in that review.
0: Yeah, like, it wouldn't take five minutes and you're like, dude, I'm done. I got nothing good to say about that.
1: And Don't just, put me in front of a camera because yeah. I won't say anything mm-hmm. good.
0: I mean, it'd be better to not have them because it's just the unmotivation for an episode like that, you know, can destroy the, the Thank entire God integrity God you, you a
1: do a review, rain or shine, because there would be times. My be goal
0: like, from the beginning was when I reviewed Naruto Shippuden was every episode gets reviewed. Yeah. Filler, special.
1: I'll Everyone says you're like the only one that does that. Yeah, I know.
0: It's crazy. I like, can't believe that's true. Like, like I mean, and I've seen some crappy episodes. I still think the crappiest filler I've seen was the Kona Harmaru episode, though, which was the one during the war where they go back to Konaha Village where everybody's off to war and all the moms are back in Konaha and Kona Harmaru as well. <laughs> and he ends up fighting against sumo wrestlers. And it's just it's awful. It's just terrible. It sounds horrible. That was the episode that I was just like, all right, this is garbage at least give me the ninja ostrich give me something <laughs> like, i'll take him
1: the ninja ostrich
0: yeah who has appeared oh. in way too many episodes which oh. is <laughs> just, just another problem with that but uh speaking of naruto the armadillo's a dude yeah <laughs> that part in the the anime is so ridiculous they, they managed to take that scene and like extend it for a whole episode somehow
1: Do they show the dong in the in the anime poorly drawn yes yeah that makes you know. it okay if they it's just a, if it's just a longer you. With a shorter U.
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs> funny thing, um, the, the what we, me and my friend Ben, we, we watch anime all the time. We have a anime night, and uh, one of those nights we watch. If classic. you guys,
1: if you guys want Corey's address to go join them, I'll give it to you. Just send me a message.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> i fucking know. Um, but uh, we have Dragon Ball night where we watch. We're rewatching currently all of the old Dragon Ball because we're anticipating Super Dragon Ball, which yeah. starts July 5th. By the way, get excited for that. Um, and like, one of the... you
1: know, that artwork they've showed us and the clips. Mm-hmm. No, they haven't. Yeah. No, I'm making a joke. Corey, yeah. they haven't showed us shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Um, but, um, the funny thing we've been noticing about watching early Dragon Ball one, the, the tone of early Dragon Ball is completely different. Uh, and two, one of the biggest obsessions with the animators of Dragon Ball seems to be constantly showing off Goku, Oolong, and Krillin's Wang, like, all the freaking time. And it got to a point, like, where we started to almost make a drinking game out of it, how ridiculous it was. And we call it the Bart Simpson dick, because if you remember that one scene from the uh, Simpsons movie? Oh, yeah. Where they, I still can't believe they did that, <laughs> where they actually show mm. Bart's Wang. And like you said, it's the big U, little you. Yeah. And they do it all the time in the original Dragon Ball. And there was a scene where it was like, all right, that tears it, that's enough of this. There was a scene in the very first arc of Dragon Ball where they summon Shenlong for the very first time, and oh Emperor God. Pilaf's about to make his wish, and Oolong and Poir are trying to stop them from making the wish, and they're both transformed into these bats. And basically, it's just like a bat body with like their head on it. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Uh, Poir's looks fine. Poir's covered with fur. You can't see anything. There's just this big shot front <laughs> and center of Oolong <laughs> and his stupid fucking wang as he's, like, half-transformed into a bat. And we're like, okay, that was unnecessary, fine. The episode ends. Next episode begins, and they start to do a recap. But it's not like a typical recap where they just show the old episode again. They reanimate everything. And this is one of those episodes where things look a little better than typical. And they literally reanimate the scene from a different angle, still with the Ulan Wang in your face. And it's so annoying. It's so unnecessary. Half the scenes of Goku's naked, you better be prepared to see some Goku Wang, because it's going to be all up in your grill. (laughs) just... (laughs) <laughs> oh it's ridiculous
1: yeah i'll tell you what okay yeah they didn't have a problem doing that in the mm-hmm. eighties. they were just like whatever and i
0: mean and the more we watch it we we're like there's no way they'd be able to do this like with modern dragon ball or anything even with the stuff that roshi does good god is he freaking perverted and early because it's been like a good two years uh since i watched the entire original dragon ball and uh you know i'm i like more the second half just because it's a little more action oriented uh but the the first half just god the things roshi does man <laughs> so awful, like, he, he should have been arrested so many times just for all the fucked up shit that he does, all the stuff that he does with Bulma and everything. Bulma is no saint either. She's a freaking whore in the first arc. I don't care what anyone says. Oh,
1: she's not a good it person. It is
0: hilarious. But we're, we're, we're currently watching the, uh, the very first tournament. Uh, Goku and Roshi are actually about to fight. Uh, so that's one that I'm looking forward to seeing again. Then, of course, Red Ribbon, Saga, and beyond. So uh, that's going to be really exciting. But yeah, Dragon Ball Super coming this July, hopefully without Goku, Oolong, and Krillin Wang. That would be nice. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hopefully with more action involved. And this is somehow going to segue into today's Naruto Gaiden chapter, which was <laughs> action packed yet again, um, which is really good because I think they need to get as much action as they can in this uh, story because it's going to be a mini-series. The more I read it, though, it's like, God, they could extend this into something much bigger if they really wanted to. Uh, But it seems like they're trying to get really, like, right into the story right now, you know, especially with the events that happened after this week's chapter. Because Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura were fighting against Shin Uchiha, which uh, Mm -hmm. has officially been confirmed that everybody within the uh, the brand new Akatsuki group, they're all named Shin Uchiha, apparently. That one guy who has the eyes all over his body, that's his name. He has his son, who he calls him his son, but I really don't think that's the case. It's
1: probably, like, his experiment, or, like, his clone or yeah, something like weird.
0: that. My, my actual thought is that the weird little Juby creature, all the other members of the Akatsuki... And this brand new Shinu Chiha character, like they're all like a collective consciousness with each okay. other. Like they all sort of like share the same powers and eyes. Uh-huh. And you know, it, it, think of it as like Ultron. You know, there's like multiple Ultrons all over the place, but yeah. they're all the same character. There just happens to be one who's kind of like the uh, the head, the brain of the group. Yes. And that's what I feel he is, mostly because he's got the eyes all over his body. But uh, the biggest development from this week's chapter is that not only was he fought and defeated, but they made like a quick escape. And they bring Sakura along with them. And we still don't know, like, if. Like, Sakura's doing any of this, like, healing uh, her and her son, like, willingly. Like, it's so up in the air at the moment. But I think it's a really interesting development because it can go one of two ways. Sakura can either, A, help out this Shin Uchiha guy and somehow maybe sway him to not be bad
1: anymore. Yeah, like, kind of power friendship him. Mm -hmm. Or,
0: B, she's just not going to do it at all and she's going to end up getting captured. And I think that's really lame for a character like Sakura to get captured because it just... I don't know. She's badass. She's like one of the three original group members. So I just, I was hoping for a little more. She's like her. the
1: new Sonine, the new mm-hmm. group of the three Sonines. Exactly. You know, so.
0: um, but still, the action in this week's chapter was great, especially from yep. uh, Sasuke. I thought he was really awesome with his fireball techniques and using his Rinnegan eyes again. First time that we've seen it in yep. Naruto Guide.
1: And it, again, it shows that Sasuke doesn't get dull in his fighting. Except mm-hmm. for Naruto. Except for Naruto. Mm-hmm. Except for Naruto. Mm-hmm. That's what I was getting at. Naruto is uh, now a leader mm-hmm. and has a cushy jet desk job mm-hmm. and is lucky to have one. Wolverine powers and shit. So yeah, because he, he,
0: he pretty much got impaled in this week's chapter by a yeah. sword, but he just sort of walks that shit off. He's like, ah, whatever. But, thank God Karama is there.
1: Yeah, so it's all good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, what movies are you looking forward to next week, Corey?
0: Oh my god, you're asking that. Yeah. What what movie is coming out next week?
1: Jurassic World. Jurassic
0: World is coming out. Yeah, yes. I'm looking forward to that movie. I can't wait to see it.
1: I'm very excited too. Mm-hmm. Another movie I'm going to see is Aloha because my girlfriend wants me to see it. Ah, mm. fucking a chick flick with Bradley Cooper. Yeah. You know, she made me promise. Mm. You
0: anyway. want to know the ending of the movie? I bet. I haven't seen it. I can. I bet it.
1: the girl that he's working with is the girl he ends up with, and he gets over the girl that he used to like, and that's the way it works.
0: It sounds like forgetting Sarah Marshall, and yeah. that also took place in Hawaii.
1: It sounds like every chick flick. Pretty much, Some dude comes with some I'm surprised they
0: even went through, like, you know, Bradley Cooper's a pretty big actor. He's been in some amazing movies. I was like,
1: why is he fucking, have you seen Silver Lion's Playbook? That's a good movie. No, I haven't. That's a really good movie. Hmm. And he's a better actor than chick flick movies. So I was like, come on, man. Like, they made that shit. Jamie Lannister, the guy that plays Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones, he did a chick flick movie, and it wasn't very good. But I understood why he did it, because he's not very well-known in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. So it's like, okay, he's a good-looking dude. He does a chick flick movie, you know, cashes in on being a good-looking guy that mm-hmm. has some fame right now. But Bradley Cooper doesn't need to do that. That guy's like Brad Pitt level now. Yeah. You know, he's like super big. But, you know, everyone has their price. They're mm-hmm. you know, Like, you want to hang out in Hawaii for three months and get paid I mean, a couple million they, dollars? Maybe
0: they wanted to, you know... Get a little extra money, get a brand new car or something. I oh, my know. God.
1: How much money do you think that guy has? He probably literally mean, has over $200 million. Mm, yeah. You know what? How much money is Bradley Cooper worth?
0: Oh, God. Here we go. Money, money bags Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I hope they actually pay them with big sacks of money with a big money sign on the front. Have you ever wanted to be paid that way? like never
1: <laughs> it doesn't really it doesn't do anything more I just weak.
0: think it's hilarious you see it in cartoons all the time just a big sack of money
1: with a I just want that in my fucking
0: Oh I love it Aloha with Emma in uh not just Emma Stone and uh Bradley Cooper No, he's more.
1: actually not worth as much as I thought. He's only worth 60 million.
0: Oh darn, only 60 million.
1: That's a fucking fuck ton, but it's not like like who do you think is worth more than that?
0: Like, like modern actors, like yeah. in a lot of movies right now uh Tom Cruise.
1: Okay, let's look at what Tom Cruise. You know,
0: especially with the new Mission Impossible coming out, which I just saw the trailer for that today. I, I completely forgot about that coming out. Um, a lot of whoa, probably pretty crazy, huh?
1: About uh, four hundred and fifty million.
0: Four hundred and fifty million
1: dollars. What about Tom Hanks?
0: That's a disturbing amount of money, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks, Colin 350. Hanks, three fifty. 350 yeah that's still pretty good tom hanks is a class act actor and considering yep. that they both kind of been around since the same era i think they both came out of the 80s
1: you know what's the difference between 450 million and 350 million an right.
0: outstanding 100 million
1: dollars <laughs> yeah but what what can you not have you know mm-hmm. like it's you, true
0: like even with the whole you know bradley cooper having a 60 mil like it's it. such a
1: disturbing amount of money you pretty much could just stop working. Yeah, I know. would. Take take most of it and invest it or put it in a bank account. So you yeah. get like – like if you had like $50 million and you put it in a bank account that earned you interest, you'd make about 15000 15, a day. Yeah. So as long as you never spent more than 15000 a day, you'd never run out of your original money that mm. you had in the
0: bank. And how in the hell are you going <laughs> to spend that much unless you're just – you're Spending your money like an idiot. Yeah, know? I mean, just, uh, it's not going to work that way. I'm,
1: everyone, if you're if you're out there, I'm okay with having fifty million dollars. Yeah. So, just want to put that yeah. out. there. I would
0: take like what I would do is I would if I won like fifty million dollars, I would take like I'd say forty million of it. Yeah. Put it away and use the ten and just go crazy. And just go crazy. And just go nuts. But see,
1: so you don't need to take the ten yeah. because you can just actually live off no. The I, don't 80. The, I
0: don't even need the ten. I'll take five.
1: Yeah, but that's even the thing. You don't need the five million. You just need to wait. Um three months and you'll have $50,000 off mm-hmm. interest. And then you can do whatever you want with that. And you mm-hmm. don't even need to touch your original money. It's mm-hmm. crazy. I,
0: if, if I had that money, I would just do super commie the rest of my life. <laughs> I would never do anything else. I would just talk about anime and the stuff I like and, yeah. you know, invest in like more studio equipment and stuff and try to make this like just a big production podcast show.
1: Make this a just, baller thing that we could
0: just groove on and have fun with every week and just never have to worry about shit. I'd, uh, you know, let my parents retire with a little more money. I'd give some to my family, you know, some of my select friends. Yeah, I'd
1: probably like pay off my parents' house and shit just to be mm-hmm. nice and stuff like that. Like, You know, but I wouldn't drive a crazy car. Do you know Ferraris fucking break down all the time? They're yeah. not reliable cars. And it's not they're like you can cars. just pull
0: your you know Ferrari into like the local <laughs> car dealer car, to get and fixed. Just like, "Oh yeah, I know how to handle that shit." No, that's, that, <laughs> one the minute they see that car, the first thing they're going to do is their labor's about to go up.
1: They're
0: going to jack you up like crazy. Like, I
1: just would want a really nice fucking I don't know, like a really nice brand new like Honda Accord or a fucking maybe a Cadillac or some crazy hmm. shit I mean I want I want
0: I want a neon green Mustang with a black, <laughs> black stripe down the middle
1: that's what you want yeah that doesn't say look at me that's the same thing as that chick that got kicked but out Mustang, of AWA with bitch the but big but old Mustangs titties
0: aren't that crazy you know? I'm not,
1: you know yeah I guess you're right
0: I don't want like a Corvette or
1: anything I'm just saying it says look at me yeah you know that's all
0: it's just but like, I mean I've always wanted like just a I'm green... just cosplaying
1: <laughs> I don't know why everyone has to look at me all sexualized yeah <laughs>
0: Sorry. Is <laughs> a <laughs> boobus. Uh, the, boobus. It, the boobs. Yeah, oh, that's man.
1: right. Oh, we have the time. We should totally put in the boobs clip right here. Yeah, we might. Eh, boobs. Boobs. Anyway.
0: Anyway, uh, before we get to awkward inbrew, oh, I just want to give you totally uh, about... one more thing today, um, which is just something that's kind of funny. I think Japan has made a bad move here okay. because uh, they've just decided to make Godzilla a Japanese citizen okay after sixty one years, uh Godzilla has officially has his papers, and he's a Japanese citizen and there's just a very funny picture of a very small tiny Godzilla being sashed <laughs> right here and just they're dooming themselves, man. They're keeping him within the country now. He's going to destroy everything. Oh but this is God. clearly all a promotion for all the new Godzilla stuff, which is getting ready to come out. There's going to be a Japanese Godzilla movie, and there's going to be an American Godzilla movie coming out in a couple of years after uh, Gareth Edwards finishes up with uh, his whole brand-new Star Wars spinoff movie, which is going to be awesome. And uh, just speaking of Star Wars, just there's still so much information coming about that. Andy Circus's character, they just reveal who he is. Oh, they have really? like shown what he's going to be. He's going to be this character by the name, and this is a weird name, but then again, it's Star Wars. They get away with this shit. His name is Snoke. S-N-O-K-E. Snoke. And he's going to be a CG character of some kind because that's what Andy Serkis does.
1: I and saw a behind-the-scenes picture of him like covering like, all the dots he's like and standing
0: stuff. On, he's like sitting on this throne looking all badass and everything. Maybe he's like a
1: Boba Fett-type character.
0: It's possible. You know, He could be a bounty hunter. He's clearly going to be some oh, no,
1: not Boba Fett. I mean, uh, who's the guy that's sitting on the throne that had... I know I should know his name. I'm sorry. The guy that sent- you mean Emperor Palpatine. No, no. I'm talking about the guy that sentenced uh, uh, the guy to go to Carbonite. Why am I forgetting everyone's name? Uh, not Boba Fett. Who Darth were- Vader? No, no.
0: I mean, that the people who put Han Solo in Carbonite was Darth Vader and Boba Fett. Who's the mm-hmm. one that
1: put the bitch in the costume in the bikini? You
0: mean Jabba the Hutt? Yes,
1: a Jabba the Hutt character. Okay,
0: maybe he could be that. Like for, a, for all we
1: know, he's a Hutt. Not, he doesn't have to be a Hutt. Yeah. He could just be... You know some dirty warlord you know Mm -hmm. big cgi character like Mm -hmm. that you know some job of the hut character but
0: i'm I'm really intrigued to see what he's going to do because in the very first teaser for force awakens uh, it was his voice who was doing the narration uh Uh, so everybody's been trying to figure out like what does that voice fit with how's that going to work uh hopefully they don't ever reveal uh what his character will look like until the movie is officially out i still want there to be a little more mystery behind this but again just more amazing star wars new uh, movie news it's going to be a great year for that movie
1: okay I'm pretty excited about the new Star Wars but nowhere near as much as you Mm -hmm. I mean I know that I'm Uh, not going to even
0: for me it's still movie of the year without a doubt
1: you haven't even seen it mm. <laughs> awkward and Emger? with that it's time for awkward Imgur readings that's
0: right awkward Imgur readings we're going to take a look at some awesome pictures from Imgur or Injur or inger or Injur, whatever it's called they don't really say what i will say is we will put these pictures up on screen so you guys can see with us so we're going to go ahead and start from the beginning So, our first picture today are these uh, two girls (laughs) sitting on the beach, and uh, the text reads, This bitch boyfriend ain't even unlocked yet.
1: (laughs) You got it? Not really, no. Because, you know, when you're trying to pick an item in a video game, it'll be blacked out when you can't get it yet. Okay.
0: That's pretty clever. It's... I... I (laughs) I kind of <laughs> thought that at first, like, when you have the character select screen, yeah, and but you, you only can't. have a few characters, but the characters aren't unlocked, they have a black silhouette. Yeah. This dude, you can't even see him yes. whatsoever. So he, he ain't even unlocked. Not yet.
1: properly exposed. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. This next one is uh, this woman sleeping on a pr- uh, on a train, uh, Alaska, Nebraska, at Alaska, Nebraska. This bitch be dreaming <laughs> out. <laughs> And she has the chicken sandwich above her head in a thought bubble. That's amazing. Yes. It's so mean, too. Yes. Because this woman is now going to be immortalized online forever for this Well, she's dreaming sandwich. out
1: loud. You yeah.
0: Know? All right. That one's really good. This next one's kind of fucked up. All right. Up, this next one is pretty weird. All right. It's this dude who's just decked out in SpongeBob gear. And it says, when you see a fine-ass girl, <laughs> but she says she's only 13 and he is down. That is so messed up. <laughs> Super comedy Guru 9000 does not endorse this. But it is funny. But it is
1: part of the podcast.
0: God, even the headband, it's got little SpongeBob on it. If you think
1: that was bad, wait till you get to the next one.
0: Okay, here we go. Uh, Here we go. We have uh, all the Dragon Balls, and admin Fred just said, I'm about to bring back Trayvon, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. I hate that you made me read that.
1: I'm sorry, guys. No, it was too good. It's too good. I okay. mean, within the context
0: of Dragon Ball Z, they can make that happen.
1: He only died once.
0: We just lost half our viewers uh, okay. because of that one right yeah. there. Okay. Um. Next one. Uh. We have
1: <laughs> we
0: have a cat who's in a ripped bag of Chinese food, and it reads, "When the Chinese food is undercooked, where in the hell did the whole myth about Chinese food?" Chinese restaurants cooking cats come from? Like, is that a thing in China? Yeah. They, like, do they eat cats? They eat everything. Like, just if it walks and it breathes and they yeah. can somehow process it into food, they yeah. will eat it. Yeah, it's meat. That is fucked up.
1: I had a Chinese girlfriend. You remember her? Yeah. I don't want to say her name. Mm-hmm. But uh, she, she was from China. She, mm-hmm. like, moved here when she was 16. Mm-hmm. And she said she'd go to her cousin's house and play with their cat. And then one time they called her and said, hey, we're going to cook our cat. And she's like, and they're like, do you want to come over And eat it with us. And she's like, no, I played with that cat. I don't want to fucking eat your cat. Oh, my God. And I said it was good. That's fucked
0: up. It always (laughs) reminds me of this one joke that they uh, use a lot in Robot Chicken. It's a recurring joke. Um, Whenever they mention, like, a famous character or a famous toy that disappeared, they Uh always show them walking in this back alley completely drunk. And then this door opens and a guy from a Chinese restaurant grabs them and then pulls them in. Oh, my God. (laughs) Every single time. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. Uh, don't eat kitties. Okay, uh, next one It looks like uh, Goku and Gohan doing their father-son Kamehameha. And it reads, when your dad is on your side at the parent-teacher conference. <laughs> <Bah>! <laughs> yeah, that is pretty awesome. Yeah. I-, I can honestly say I barely ever remember parent-teacher conferences back in the day. I don't even think we had them. I did. I you did. know, I think we they had like the big assembly where all the parents come. No, we had, but I never had things. like a one-on-one like thing.
1: Me, my mom, my teacher—you never had that. no, nah. I had that all the time. Work. Okay,
0: all right, next one, which is going to—oh my god—the guys from—oh uh, my god it's Wayne Brady. All right, <laughs> uh, it's the guys from Who's Line, and uh, let's see—I don't need any context, <laughs> and I think that's true. They look like Cuban Pete from The Mask.
1: Yes, <laughs> Cuban Pete. Cause I'm Cuban
0: Pete. I do the rumble beat. beat chick boom all right here we go um uh, shit almost got real spent 30 minutes looking through the trash for this packet to prove to my girl the corner wasn't from a condom wrapper <laughs> That's true, man. The little like seasoning packets. They do kind of look like a condom package, especially when you rip off that corner. That's funny as shit. Man, I feel bad for that guy. Uh,
1: He's dating the wrong girl.
0: I mean, I I feel bad for him for a number of reasons. One, he's dating the wrong girl. And two, he's having to dig through the trash to find a fucking seasoning packet
1: (laughs) For for ramen noodles.
0: This guy's life is not that great. Um, here we go. We got this next one. We have uh, what appears to be Lego, Darth Vader, and Stormtrooper. Uh-huh. Um, and it says, try and get on my dark side. Is that They're Vader a se- taking a
1: selfie? He's got a selfie stick.
0: He's got a selfie stick lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> it's lame. I hate Every time I say selfie, I die a little inside. Okay. And I knew it really like jumped the shark when I heard my dad say it for the first time.
1: You were like, no. Yeah,
0: both him and my mom. I was talking to the like, My mom's like, yeah, me and your dad just took a selfie together. And I was just like, oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, that's when I'm done with it. Okay, so the next one is Kung Fury related, which I love. Yes. Which is uh, the character of Hackerman. Um, when resetting the router fixes the problem. Hackerman. <laughs> that's right. I love Hackerman. I especially that's one of my favorite things about that movie. Whenever they introduce the characters, they do the title card thing. Yeah, and so, they all have like a distinct style and music that they play. Like he's got like that sort of like eighties uh you know
1: gold, gold shiny I don't know what the hell. It's not gold, mm-hmm. it's silvery. It's it's awesome. What do you think is the next one, Corey? Alright,
0: next one. Here we go. Uh okay. Uh singing. Uh we have two wee wheels in the car. We will we will rock you. Uh, Wonderful. Wii wheels. I've <laughs> never used them anymore. I used them for a whole five minutes when I played Mario Kart Wii back in the day.
1: Okay, so this next one, it reads from top to bottom.
0: Top to bottom on the next one. Here we okay. go. Uh, let's see.
1: Troll level master.
0: Hmm, troll level master weighs some fruits and donuts. You must choose. You,
1: <laughs> you have chosen <laughs> poorly. Oh, man, that's
0: <laughs> fucked up, man. They put all those healthy snacks in the donut box? Yeah. Jeez. It really do- You know, I'm not... I would have gone for the fruit bowl after seeing all that shit. Yep. Yeah, yep. Oh, nasty. <laughs> and the, and that's the, uh, the, uh, guy from, uh, Indiana Jones and the last crusade. I think. Yeah. 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 The guy that's in the, the room the with movie, all the, like choose the Holy grail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we have uh, Piccolo, who looks really freaking freaked out. He's about to be blasted. Uh, When it's dark, and you turn on your phone, and the brightness is on max. Yeah. You ever get blinded? Dude, "Ah." that's what happens to me every night, like, before I go to bed. Like, I have a ritual. Yeah, As soon as I get in bed, lights are all off. And then I turn on my phone, always. And I never think about it. (laughs) So, yeah, that's totally true. That happens to me on, like, a daily basis. Um, We have uh, what looks like young Vegeta fighting against a group of Cybermen. Cybermen. they're, They're all getting ready to be blasted away. And it reads... When all the ugly bitches try to flirt with you. Bah! Just destroy them all. Don't we need key powers so we can get rid of the grenades in the room? Okay, here we go. We got uh, Professor Samuel Oak. Who knows that it's Samuel Oak except for me and, you know, the entire Pokemon fan base. Uh, We have three pictures of him, uh, which are all funny. uh, When you're trying uh, to decide which selfie is best. God dang it. I don't like the, I don't know, I like the thumbs up one. Go with that one, Professor Oak. You rock, sir. All right, here we go. We have uh, Frieza in his third form, and it reads, uh, when you're uh, halfway soft, and <laughs> she says, wow, it's so big, and then it reads, you fool, this isn't even my final <laughs> form. That's gross. I didn't really like that one very this much. This last
1: one's uh, a classic, but uh, I right, find it hilarious. Uh,
0: I've never seen it, so it's new to me. Yeah. Um, it's this uh, little, adorable little baby with little and gloves. He's in there. It says, uh, pray for my baby uh, cousin he's only three months nothing wrong with him he's just ugly as hell oh <laughs> that's not fair he's so adorable a box of that's amazing it's kind of an ugly baby all right so there we go that <laughs> was some more awkward imgur Corey made
1: it through again just so you guys know i choose all these that i think will embarrass cory the worst and then we make him read them live mm. and awkwardness ensues from imgur so yes. therefore awkward imgur Anyway, okay, I'll wrap this bitch up. Thank you guys again so much for watching. We really do appreciate it. Not going to lie. Like, we wouldn't do this if we weren't getting some views. Mm-hmm. Or else it would just be Corey and I hanging out in a room alone talking into microphones pretending we were important. Mm. But um, we actually really liked this one. I did, actually, Corey. Mm-hmm. I thought that we uh, – I love talking about the manga, but I felt like mm-hmm. we did more than that this mm-hmm. time. Love that. Uh, We we
0: want to try to talk about the manga because we know you guys want to hear about that. That's always one of your biggest questions. Uh But remember, we do review all of those, so make sure to check those out because we go through them very thoroughly from beginning to end.
1: Yeah, I think this podcast is more supposed to be a broader stroke Mm -hmm. than just anime. That's not to say
0: that we're not going to talk about them, but uh, it's probably going to be one of the shorter segments uh, each week. Unless just something insane completely goes down. In which case, you know, nothing's happened quite yet, especially to say the least in Bleach. (laughs) (laughs)
1: anyway you guys if you like these uh, episodes please make sure and give us a thumbs up please make sure to subscribe to the channel please make sure to follow us on social media you can donate through the paypal link you can uh, support us with the amazon link if you want to just shop with amazon uh most of us do i buy a bunch of stuff on amazon if you just buy it through that link though uh we get like a little cut of that and amazon's happy that we sent you there so
0: And please give us your viewer questions and suggestion topics. We want to hear from you guys because you guys make this show possible.
1: Absolutely. And again, you guys, thank you so much for watching. And until next time, stay dandy, baby.